So, you know, I love talking about different artists, music artists, artists in general. It's one of my favorite things to do. I enjoy being a part of the conversations. I enjoy just listening and watching and all of that. They can be extremely impactful, culture shifting conversations and things that bring about a different, they can bring such interesting things um, culturally. I do think in the same sentence, when you have influencers and people who may have large followings, YouTube, whatever, just large followings that that aren't as uh, informed, that are seeking to offer critiques, I think there are many of them who are unqualified to do so. And the issue that comes with that is because of their large following and because of usually the just the agreement that's made, just everyone being in agreement with, with the, the one in the, in the platform, I do think that being ill-informed and having a mass agreement <laughs> makes that, it can make it a little weird, you know, in this culture right now, the social media culture, you can just, anyone can agree. And if you get enough agreement, you can genuinely change the structures of things. And sometimes that's good and sometimes it isn't. But I do think that there are people who are unqualified to speak. And I, I do want to examine pop culture. And I want really to, to hone in on Normani and a lot of the conversations taking place. That's almost like clockwork. You know, when, when she drops something, you have all the fans, like the genuine fans that show up and show out. And then you have the other spaces that and for some reason, they're usually just influencers and they do reaction videos, but then they go on different different paths and then they start saying a bunch of crazy. And um, it, it can get it can get a little messy, but I, I wanted to examine pop culture because I do think pop culture is is the is the, the reason behind a lot of that um, pressure that's placed on artists and that's placed on others that's influencing social media and 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 how pop culture and them work together and how it's just not it's not healthy let's get into it Welcome back to the Pain and Fools podcast. I am the Pain and Fool, and this space is for you. Welcome to the bonfire. Welcome to the grounds of fertility. We're teachable here. We apply the things that we learn in our lives, and we share our life lessons. We share those gifts. We also have elders, so we aren't wandering lone wolves in these streets without any guidance. We apply the wisdom and guidance of the elders for a smooth and prosperous life, for that is the only life they want for us. All right, let's get into this. If you want to know who I am and what I do, Listen to my other episodes and I, it gives you a full spiel of what I do and, you know, all that good stuff. But I'm an artist, essentially, and I have my own business and I serve as multiple, you know, I have a multimedia business and I do a lot of things as a multimedia artist. So let's get into this thing. All right. I do want to just begin by saying the, the phrase, that's my opinion. You know, if you use that. Whether you're on Twitter, whether you're, you know, uh, typing or if you say it in person when you're offering your quote unquote opinion, when you say that. But this is in your mind, you offering critique, it takes it away from opinion. It, it removes it from an opinion and it places it into more of a factual state. So a lot of people are intellectually lazy. 
And there is this, that's my opinion. And they usually say this to avoid having more discourse or they don't want to have their thoughts challenged. And I don't think that many people take time to do the mental work. I don't think many people take time to question their state of mind. They may be in before or during offering critique. Now, some would say I'm probably thinking mad deep, but I don't I don't I don't think that I am. I naturally am a deeper thinker <laughs> for my astrology people, son in the eighth house. <laughs> um, it just that's just what it is. Um, but when it comes to people <laughs> in these large platforms and you gather you have that large following who are just yes men and they agree with everything you say while you're just venting high key. It's. You, you can't really, for those who, who know, you can't disguise that as an opinion. It's important that I, I think people should think a little harder. And I don't think that a lot of people who are in these positions know how to think critically. Sometimes you think just because you can, you, you can formulate some things by comparison and just because you're using words and just because you're, you have thoughts and you're weaving them into your emotions and you're blanketing your emotions that automatically that means what you're saying is factual. And that's not always the case with a lot of these influencers and reactors and people who are putting out 16 to 18 minute videos and doing multiple ones. And it's, it's, it's a little much, but I, I want to talk about pop culture to be separated from pop music Although they are close to one another, pop culture is simply popular culture. And that is the, the, the leading culture in the things that make up that fashion choices, um, morality, all that stuff. Like all those things play into play into pop culture. But I want to really get into the social media aspect of it and that media part that affects the brains and attention spans. Of, of the populace that then influences a lot of the decisions and a lot of what's popular or trending and um, useful or useless. There's, you know, over the course of time, if you remember music, for some of you who are, you know, you're my age and a little older or close to my age, you know that songs were typically very long. They were not two minutes and 12 second songs. They weren't a minute and 40 seconds. We're not talking about interludes. You know, an interlude would be about two minutes, two and a half minutes. Songs were minimum at a minimum four minutes, three and a half lowest and the highest five, five, four, four to five minutes long. And then you have longer songs that were just like, you know, just straight tracks and instrumentals and things like that. But music was was a lot longer albums. Yeah, we had albums that had rollouts, fast rollouts. Certain artists had fast rollouts and consistent single drops. But there was there was a, a gorgeous buildup. There was a gorgeous anticipatory type of thing in a in a different culture of music in a different culture some time ago. With social media and then with this introduction to everyone having a platform and everyone having access to creation, there's been this, this growth of a microwave, instantaneous, instant results society. 
where you now have reels and you have the you have well you we had vine but you know we have reels and tiktok and all of that stuff that i think honestly it's it requires an extreme level of talent to be able to film a lot of content and then reduce it to 30 seconds to 60 seconds and have built a following and build fame and all of that from that it's it's a lot easier to do that now you know and for many people pop culture they understand that pop culture there's there is a lot that goes into it that can easily blow up and become famous everything can go viral quickly in in pop culture you know one of the other things that has come up in pop culture is this consistent or more um, prevalent mediocrity. There is an increase of anything that has a tune where musically, anything that has a tune or even, I mean, down to something as silly as an interview on the news can blow up and become a song. And you will find yourself on deals and having a national television special and all of this stuff just by simply making a comment or a joke on the news or whatever. You know, times have changed. There's been this, uh, hmm, I'll, I'll liken it to sugar. I'll liken it, I'll use a food analogy when it comes to pop culture. When it comes to pop culture, I think the populace overall has been, it's just like feeding off of sugar. That would be, that would be like the overall culture of, of pop culture. It's sugar. It's being completely induced <laughs> and injected and just eating a bunch of fun dip and, and sugar honey buns and Twix and all these candies all day and all night just and that would be likened to the addiction of staring through the phone and all that instantaneous all this instant stuff you even have like instant ordering where now two-day delivery two-day shipping like all of this has affected the the natural ability to be patient patience is is leaving you have this interesting thing where speed is the thing and it and it's effective and it's affected everything it's affected food it's affected buying things online it's it has a strong and deep effect on a lot of stuff even down to music you know it the culture makes it hard this current culture makes it hard for for artists and, and genuinely standalone talented artists it makes it so difficult for artists to just show up and do their thing, you now have to, well, it's now encouraged to engage and start gimmicks and other things to boost your fame and, and, and maintain your, your relevance, so to speak. And, and more often than not, that comes with a sacrifice of your integrity as an artist. You are sacrificing a part of your identity just to remain relevant. And that's the culture. That's the current time. Everything, I mean, just to further illustrate it, we have everything you can just stream and, and immediately access. You don't, you can't just, you know, you gotta, you can't just go to the store. I mean, we used to rip things from, you know, using Kazaa or LimeWire or whatever. We, you know, that was the thing too. But I mean, CDs, who's buying CDs like that? Records are being bought for novelty and aesthetic. But I mean, honestly, you know, it's about that streaming. It's convenient. It's easy. It's all about ease and convenience. My goodness. And it, it almost, if you aren't careful, it can render you to an almost 
highly privileged space to where if any of this were to be ripped away from you, you wouldn't know how to function. That's one of the dangers of, of pop culture. You know, just in a day-to-day functional system, it, it would render you completely helpless if you have no basic survival skills or basic any of that stuff. Like, you, you, would, you would be rendered useless or, or hopeless. <laughs> but I want to talk about... Um, I want to talk about bringing this back to Normani because this, this is something that I've just been observing. Now, of course, I want to talk about how I became hip to Normani, and it was through Fifth Harmony. Watching Fifth Harmony and seeing her, she, she stood out. Her dancing stood out instantly. And we all noticed, like, yo, this girl is, she dope. Like, she's, this is something different. Like, her movements are so feminine and so precise. And they're so, they're just so elegant. Like, she moves so elegant. And then, you know, she had other singles and stuff come out after she left Fifth Harmony. We had other, other songs. We had, what is it, Diamonds uh, with Megan Thee Stallion, which is, one of my favorite visuals prior to Wildside, I would say Diamonds has been just, I love watching it. And I, I think it's just the contrast between Megan Thee Stallion's character and Normani's character. And then, of course, the blending, like the actual visual blending. Whoever filmed this and edited it, it was insane. It completely it looks as if it was filmed during shot during the, the filming of the of the movie where Whoever color graded it, whatever camera you use, everything was just seamless. And this was where you began to see Normani's image still, still increasing and still that, that thing, that factor, that it thing still shining and still burning and brighter and getting brighter. I'm like, man, it was, it was, it's, it's pretty amazing. But we also, what, um, what else? We've had the Fenty shows, which were excellent. What else? Just different things. But it, it was her performance. It was seeing her move that really, really had our eyes on her. Then we had the iconic uh, Love Lies performance when she did that. I forget which award show it was on. I'm slipping my mind. But she did the twirl and then she did the thing with the almost with, you know, with the pose up in the air type of thing. And everyone lost their marbles. And even Nicki Minaj was like, yo, do that. Do that routine again. Like, <laughs> um. And then it just, it, we began to really see her star rise. And then from there, we had more stuff. We had uh, Dancing with a Stranger. We were seeing her move and more stuff. She, she, get, she gives off such a st- extremely alluring and mysterious and magnetic uh, energy. It's extremely magnetic. And it's, at the same time, she's, she's really sweet in person. She's extremely sweet. But how she presents, how her archetype or how her image shows up is it's extremely different, right? And many of us recognize that. And of course, her, her dancing is, is just different. It's un, unlike many other dancers we've seen, whereas other dancers, you can tell they're doing choreography and it's just choreography. Normani's movements are graceful and feminine. And even when she's moving and doing movements that are more staccato and more one would say masculine and all of that, it still is so graceful and elegant in the way she, it's extremely, it's really dope. And she's extremely model-esque. So the visual, she has the visual piece like none other. Like she can work a camera and work her angles and work all of that and genuinely create a world for you. It's a different type of entertainment that she offers. Uh, it's, again, it's, it's extremely 
dope. I, I said, um, and I'm probably going to drop the video before I drop the podcast episode, but I, I said in the video that her, her superpower is her mystique. Not the X-Men mystique, when you think of mystique, but that power in her magnetism. She is like, um, I likened her to fire with like, like a smoky, smoky, dark magnetism that makes you want more, which leads me to speak on the criticism that she's receiving, which she, even she's like, okay, I know it's about the album because she had Wildside. Now I'm going to say that to me, Wildside was her, to me, Wildside was her debut. That was her, her actual factual debut to me. And I have to stress it is to me. Now other people say motivation to me, it's Wildside. That's when we began to see Normani, the, the very low-eyed, extremely seductive, just, we saw, that's the Normani, this, the deep, smoky, that's Normani right there. Like, that's her, if, if she had like a, um, I don't know what to, what to call it, like her, her main outfit or her aesthetic, it would be that sound. And, you know, when I say that sound, that sound of Wildside and the, the presentation of it, the vibration of it that is closest to closest to what she is to me it, it's resemblance of potential to to sh it showcases her ability to to do different things but that's her her ultimate power right there it's like in that and it showcased in wild side so i'm just looking at her like okay we didn't like i did when i'm watching her i didn't realize that it, she could get better than that <laughs> You know, I didn't know. I'm like, yo, you're still you're still showing up. And this is so amazing. You know, I, I love visuals. So just excellent, excellent, excellent. Right. So everyone's like, you know, yo, where's the where's the album? And she's like, I know, I know it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. All right. Dope. Cool. Right. I think that many people who who provided their critiques, she got that. Even she knows she said it. it's coming in time. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I think many of the influencers who had something to say should have left it there. However, this is where it got sticky. And this is where I'm just like, yo, I, I, I don't think many of you need a platform in, in this manner to speak on certain things. Some, certain people just, just need to stop because you are, you are driving such a large audience in agreement. And you, they think they because they have a feeling that they're right and not to negate or discredit anyone's emotions, but you have to know when offering something and presenting it factual, like, like a critique when you're and knowing when you're venting and many people don't. So I, I've been seeing people comparing her to other artists and then talking about what other artists are doing and what this da, 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 and the comparisons that make absolutely no sense. And this is the part when it comes to critiquing, you must be careful of. It's like knowing how to think. You can't compare apples to oranges. You, you can't compare an artist who has a different label or who has a totally different, you just, it doesn't work. You, you can't compare Normani to a mediocre artist who does not dance or who doesn't, who is, who's just, who literally is just a, a vessel that has voice enhancements, CGI in their videos, a full, huge push behind them financially, and this pressure 
to put out a bunch of work that doesn't have longevity. You can't do that. And then comparing the fact that some some people have a much more much more quote unquote consistent artwork, but it isn't really, it's not, it's not memorable. It's not, it's not memorable. It's, and it's not wild side is going to be here for a very long time. And no one can deny that that song is here to stay. It doesn't require that much. It's not, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> that song is not going anywhere. She's already landed a single that's going to, it's, that's, that's it. She'll be, she'll be 78. Take me for a ride. <laughs> like, it's that's it. She got she got one of her singles. She has a single motivation too. Like it's just just dope. Like I I love a good visual and I love to see I love fresh freshness and I love someone who can who can change who can just change things to a degree. But anyway, it's 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 that it's that that thing that those particular people are saying that it just isn't registering. And it doesn't make sense. You you should not. And when you're offering those types of critiques, like you you shouldn't go to certain territories that render your critique as just it. It makes it pointless. You are just venting now, and it's like, all right, okay, yeah, you you got feelings like the rest of us. All right, yeah, all right, you ain't really saying that anymore. Now you're just talking. Okay. Then you have other people like, yeah, you said you said it right, and it's like, no, you didn't say anything. You're just upset. Go write a letter and burn it. But you don't need to go <laughs> on social media and you know, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I think I think I have a bit more respect for for people because I know how I would feel if I had someone with a large following just calling themselves getting me together and not having a clue what's going on and the other moving parts to my to my situation my my own life and my family or the label or whatever it is my perfectionism whatever it is they they have no clue and even I'm working through it and figuring it out at the same time it's like you have someone sitting in your face like telling you like you need to do this and that and it's like but you don't even know what's going on like I get it but you have a very limited scope on on the situation so this isn't really a critique i think you should just say i want the album and that's it you know there's so many other artists who are mediocre yeah like i said i bop to a lot of mediocrity but i am not delusional to deny mediocrity i know there's a lot of artists that i stand behind or i stand next to and be like yo i, I love this artist they dope but i can never say they are talented because i know it's Pharrell behind them. It's Joseph Kahn behind them or another another producer. It's it's all the other hidden pieces that dress them up. I understand that. So I have a little bit more of that. You know, others, I don't think others do. And, you know, it's it's a mess. But. Talented people know talent. I all I almost wanted to say, and I'm I'm gonna say it, but I I'm just gonna say it. Sometimes, well, I'm gonna say I had a conversation with someone. I'll just I frame it like this. I had a conversation with someone actually on the Art of Criticism podcast episode with Brandon. We he spoke about people who are not talented speaking on talent 
and trying to critique or offer whatever it is like. And, and I agree with them. I was just like, yo, there's a lot of people who who really have no understanding of talent trying to dictate to others and then trying to direct the, the conversation about talent and what makes this. And, and there are some extremely analytical people who can identify it and can identify what makes a, someone special. But you have people who don't know talent upping and bigging a lot of these mediocrity, this mediocrity, and then being so critical on genuine talent and not, you won't even believe when it comes to singers, like it's, it's bizarre. It's like, yo, you would praise someone like a such and such and then downplay someone who's, who's been singing and can blow, has a huge octave range, a balancing, can change their tone, have vocal control, breath control on the stage. And then you compare them to someone who, who sings wop, bop, a bop. It makes no sense to me, you know, but that's why I think there are so many unqualified people who just have platforms that are just like, yo, you're doing it for clout. And that's not cool when you're using your platform for clout at the expense of someone else, knowing artists are very sensitive about their shit. I will tell you. And, you know, I'm not sac- and I'm not going to sacrifice my integrity for for that. But you have people who are likable and that's they're just likable and they're given everything. Everything is handed to them. They have a routine, a little back and forth on the stage. They dress up real nice and all that other stuff. And they get all the accolades. Meanwhile, you have someone who who possesses an immense level of talent. You can see that they work really hard. You can tell you can tell just because it looks effortless. That's the beauty of it. And there's, there's so much, you know, so I'd be like, y'all, man, y'all be tripping. But um, I would like to say, just consider where, consider where you're criticizing from. If you are someone who's been sopped up on the pop culture sugar, the sugar rush, you've been eating candy for three months and you have someone uh, someone walking in your house, you have a piece of celery or, or a carrot walking in your house or a, or a bunch of kale walking in your house. And you're like, whoa, you look, you're gorgeous. You're, you're so colorful and you're vibrant. You, you, you reflect your light in the sun. Oh my gosh, you're, you're, what is your name, Kale? Oh, hey, I'm Jolly Rancher. I'm Cherry Jolly Rancher and I'm a Jolly Rancher. You have no, your brain, this is equivalent to the brain on stopped up in, in, in pop culture, trying to give their critique on something that's natural and grown. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It will never make any sense. So I think that a lot of people who are complaining about, oh, your personality and, and you're this and you're that and all this, haven't really taken the time to think about it. What genuinely talented artists you know are on Instagram live every week or spending their time trying to create a personality. And it's like half these people who are saying this have just entered into, entered on or hopped on the bandwagon, you know, quote unquote, and have so much to say. It's like, yo, this is where it comes. Thinking comes in. Maybe I should check. I should look up, go on YouTube and maybe get to know my, you know, invest my energy and my time into the artists that I, that I like, you know, but I don't think many people will do that. There's, you know, I think because for me, it's, it's art. And if you genuinely care about that artist or that person, you will spend the extra time to invest in their, in, in what they do. 
So you will look at interviews, you will examine them, you will see like what they present and you'll see. But you you just you hop on 500 miles in on the road and then start complaining about which you don't see. And it's like you have you have a library of access to get more involved and then to formulate your critique and then become more informed and then speak. But people don't do that. And they just use their platform and get the clicks and all that shit. And it's like, ah, cornball. I'm not going to call anyone in particular, but I think many of you know who I'm speaking of, who did, who did the videos, um, a couple people, but one in particular. But Normani, unfortunately, your career, and, and fortunately, your career was catapulted into like this this culture with a short attention span. But I also think that people have been referring to you as, as a cultural shift or a cultural reset. And I think that cultural shift or reset could be speaking to the change in this microwave society, this microwave culture where everything is so instant because you're introducing such a fresh talent and no one can really fuck with you. Like they can't compete with how you represent, how you show up. I mean, it's the truth. It's different. It's so different. It's really different. Like you're, it's really different. Uh, you know, that, that part of your career entering into this particular culture is all that pressure is one thing, but it's also pressure at the same time. It's like, oh, pressure. Oh, hmm, pressure. <laughs> you know, it can be perceived that, and like, you know, it can be perceived in two ways. And, you know, you can outdo yourself or pressure yourself to outdo yourself and people pressure you to outdo yourself. But, you know, ultimately, it is what it is. But there's there's so much that goes into that goes into production and there's so much that goes into a lot of that. There's and the contractual elements and things like so many people are ill informed and just be shooting off at the hip. It's kind of crazy. But I only wanted to pop on here and say that. When you are offering critique of an artist, be mindful of the artist that you're speaking to. And before you even speak, become more informed and watch, just watch it. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, I mean, genuinely, if you claim you care, you know, there was so much shade thrown and passive aggression and stuff in this that person's videos. It was just like, yo, what is wrong? What you what's, what's wrong? You mad? You got to follow? Like, what's the deal? What's the deal? <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, stream that that slow burn of Wild Side. It's a pretty dope song. Like I, I really the song is dope. It's just it's a dope sound, and um, I love a song that that reminds me of a of a slow burning cigar or just a just something you can just enjoy. You know, it's just, it's a good it's a vibe. It's a different kind of vibe. But um, yeah, you critiquers out there, become more, more informed and, and think and be okay with being wrong, but be willing, to, be willing to be teachable and be willing to question yourself, be willing to question your state of mind. Am I speaking from the position on the, on the, on the um, I would say, hierarchy at the lowest point? Am I speaking as a consumer who's, who's not as informed? Am I speaking from the position of someone who's just who's gotten the first bite of that song and that's it and got a little bit of I'm being fed it from what everybody else is saying around me versus me doing it on my own. Am I, I'm, am I getting more informed on my own or am I just looking at everyone else's opinions and yeah, you, you kind of right. Yeah. You said it, you said it exactly right. Like even me, 
this like people think for yourself. Take your time and think for yourself. But this that whole this whole genre, this whole generate or culture of just just this blind allegiance to just people speaking because you like somebody, it 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 does not it doesn't work. It doesn't work, you know. But I think it's just I think it's also a defensive thing because I understand art and I understand the sensitivity to it all and all that good stuff. But I also have an issue with with um, not thinking clear. I have always had a an, an issue with with just following the crowd, although I love being a part of the crowd in terms of the conversations and the discourse and all that stuff. But when it comes to just blind groupthink, I don't mess with that mess, man. I drove, I really don't. But, um, you know, I've only wanted to pop on here to say that, but I have, I probably will drop the video before I drop this because the editing process will take a bit more time on the video and I want to get the hard stuff out the way first. But if you're listening to this, go on my YouTube channel and then watch the video. I pretty much say the same thing, but, um, yeah, if you like what you heard, go right ahead on and um, subscribe to my channel, too. I'm on YouTube or listen to my podcast and um, let me know your thoughts. Find me on IG at The Pain of Fool. You can find me on Twitter at Pain of Fool Pod and um, let me know your thoughts. But until next time, love and muffins. I'm out. Peace.